Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815, master calendar, here we go. Get in that January frame of mind. Starts right now. Here we are again. The start of another new year and another opportunity to get ahead of your financial strategy here in 2023. Now, there are several deadlines for you to remember throughout the year. These are financial planning deadlines. We want to hit the highlights for you so you can mark your calendars for key retirement dates to remember for 2023. We're so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. And Philip, I don't know if you are like this. I know you are a planner, but I don't know if you feel as passionately about calendars as I do. I I love some good wall calendars. I really love calendars. (laughs) You know, I've gone to some wall calendars for a couple things. One one here at the office. Sure. We have one so we can plan out our workshops and our our client events and those type of things. And at home, I've, I've gotten one now. Because one of the things that we're working on, one of my one of my goals for 2023 has been to um, take so much time off. Now, now I know people say, "Well, yeah, you take a lot of time off already." I, I do. I'm, I'm out <laughs> of the office a lot, but I'm doing educational yeah, events, you're I'm working. doing trainings, right. and so one of the things that I'm not good at is taking true downtime. Mm. And so, um, so we, one of my goals this year is to get so many weeks of downtime. And so we, we're laying out a calendar. Now we're going to work out, we're going to start this year, but we're going to work out five years and try to have a five year running calendar. Obviously the further out you go, the less certain it is, but, but that's one of the things that we're working on um, at, at our household is to create that, that calendar and, and try to make sure we've got the events that we want to accomplish outlined there. Yes, yes. We do want to take a little time and, and good for you for even putting like your your downtime and, and really building that in. That that goes a long way toward the, the, you know, just that mental health aspect of things and giving yourself some time to to refresh and replug. So, hey, everybody, as we're going through all of these calendar dates today, think about putting some of that me time on your calendar, too. I think I might think I might do that. And then yeah, I just, definitely. I mean, that's yeah. that's so important, you know. It is. I mean, yeah, we we've got financial things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yes, we and we put those in our calendar too, right? Because well, we right? need to know what those are, right? We so do. so one of the things I think Jen that folks need to realize is that um you know, at the end of 2022, everybody was talking about, you know, Medicare enrollment and talk yes. as far as your supplements, your advantage plans, that type of stuff. Well, the other thing you have is some other Medicare enrollment deadlines that you have to meet. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get involved in that Medicare Advantage plan, they have an open enrollment that starts basically January 1st and goes through March 31st. Okay. So kind of so a first quarter that. thing there. Yeah. yeah first quarter okay. thing to, to you know make some adjustments there if you need to. Okay. And then Medicare Part A and Part B, general enrollment. You know, if you're not in it and you need to get in it, then you, you got that same time period, that first quarter to really get hooked up with uh, with Medicare. Right. Right. OK. So, um, so, so yeah. that's a good so deadline. That's, that's the first thing to mark on your calendar. Um, if, if you are of age for Medicare is this first quarter Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. Um, and we'll, yep. we'll talk again as we get later in the year. There's there's another Medicare related um, enrollment time, but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, this one I really think we'll spend some time on. It's kind of funny to me. April 1st. No fooling. That is the deadline for your first required minimum distributions but philip that's not that's not for everybody that's just if it's your first time taking them because right. it can't be it, simple <laughs> that's right that's right so but they did make it simpler right because now we're gonna have to deal with 70 and a half well, we just true. have to deal with right. age 72 right but it is this so so here's the deal if you turn 72 in 2022 and you did not take your rmd you didn't have to 
Right. By the 31st of you, December, you didn't have to do that right. in that calendar year the first time. In that calendar year. But if you did not, then you have to take it by April 1st of 2023. Okay. And guess what? You got to take two, right? Oh. You got to take the one you should have taken in 2022. And then right. later in the year, you got to take the one you need to take for 2023. By December 31st. So that that by would put December two 31st. in the same year. So that exactly. is something that we really want to think about because that could have some tax implications there, right? Absolutely could have some tax implications. Um, and so you need to understand where you are in a tax standpoint. And I can understand if you're deferring because maybe you're still working. Mm-hmm. And so you have wages and, you know, your income is going to be higher in 2022 than what it's going to be in 2023. And you'd rather have those two RMDs there. Okay. Or another thing, I'll just throw this out there. It's not something we have time to really talk about today, but but it'll be a future show, I'm sure. And that's, hey, look, maybe you're charitably inclined mm-hmm. and you're going to use that required minimum distribution for what we call a QCD, a qualified charitable okay. distribution. Uh-huh. And so you want so much money there for that year. So then it's not going to affect your income because you're going to give it away anyway. Okay. Could be an option. Just I'm just putting that just out there. Another thought. It okay. takes some planning. Yep. Think about it. If you're charitably inclined, think QCD, very important. You do okay. have to be 70 and a half before you can start that process, but it's a very effective way of doing some charitable giving. All right. That, that's a good thought. I'm glad you brought that one up. Um, Philip, as we as we alluded to some tax implications of your RMDs, um, April 18th is tax day. This is the deadline for your 2022 tax returns is April 18th of 2023. Now, Philip, um, let's talk about this for a second because we are all used to thinking about our taxes in terms of, oh my goodness, do I have everything filed? Did I get everything in on time? How much of a check do I have to write here in, in the middle of April? You have kind of a different conversation, though, where you encourage us to look at this a little bit differently as we get into retirement and we have a little bit more control over what's going on with our income tax picture. What well, we do. And, and you know, when you get to April 18th and you file your taxes, it's too late, right? You can't do any planning. Mm-hmm. We want to do planning the year before. So right. in 2023, this year, you we need to start doing some planning now when it comes to taxes and not just for this year. You know, one of the things that we've really started harping on really hard with our clients and folks that we meet with and, and, and workshops that we do is, you know, in 2026, rates are going up mm-hmm. and the brackets are shrinking. And, and that is going to be detrimental to a lot of people more so than they believe it will be. Oh, wow. And so okay. we've started doing a huge amount of planning for Roth conversions and going ahead and paying some tax now mm-hmm. so that we can save a lot of taxes later. Right. Just plant that there. Something you may want to think about looking at in 2023. Right. And then just to fast forward a little bit, you know, if you if you can't file by April 18th, you can file an extension. Good point. And then yep. that, yep, that'll give you till October 15th. That is the drop dead date. You've got to have them done and file by then to avoid any kind of late filing penalty. So those are two really tax D days you need to remember. Okay. And then we are back to, as we talked about earlier, uh, the other Medicare annual election period or, or open enrollment period is October 15th through December 7th. So that's another thing to, to mark on your calendar. If you need to make any changes, um, that is the time that you can do that. And then, Philip, I want to go ahead and get to, <laughs> which I, I hate to even say it, uh, December 31st of 2023. Happy New Year all over again. <laughs> Because you mentioned uh, you mentioned penalties a moment ago, we could potentially have some penalties if we don't hit some of these deadlines for things like the RMDs by the thirty first, and we also need to complete our Roth conversions by December thirty first. So again, um, this will sneak up on you. I know we're we're early in the year right now, but it will be here before you know it. The year end deadlines for some of these things. It will, Jen. It'll be here before we know it. And you're right. If if you miss that RMD, 
the penalties are substantial. I mean, they give you 50% of yeah. what you for, were supposed to lot. take, but didn't take. Um, so that can be a big deal. Roth conversions. Look, don't wait till the two weeks before the end of the year to do them, do them earlier so that there's no accidental, they didn't get done like they're supposed right. well, to. Well, and it takes some time to get the paperwork and everything it does. through, right? So it you does. need to give yourself. Yep. And not everybody will do them. So, you know, if you have annuities, a lot of annuity companies won't do them. So okay. now you got to transfer it, you know, do a direct transfer to another IRA so that you can then do it out of that IRA. It, it can be cumbersome and complicated. You need to make sure that you're talking to somebody that knows what they're doing and has done it before uh, when it comes to those Roth conversions. And then lastly, the last thing you have to make sure is done. If you're doing those things I called earlier, the QCDs, the Qualified mm -hmm. Charitable Distributions, they have to clear your IRA brokerage account by December 31st oh, to be okay. included as part of your RMD mm -hmm. for 2023. So, okay. so don't wait till the end of that either. Make right. sure that you do it soon enough that the check gets cashed and deposited before. Okay. Yeah. This isn't like a, oh, make sure that it's started by, this one has yeah. to be cleared by. No, okay. no postmark dates here. <laughs> Gotta be <laughs> clear. Right. That's right. Okay. So Philip, some, some really uh, good information here. Now, now one thing that we really can't put on our calendar unfortunately because it would it would probably make things easier one thing we cannot put on the calendar is when the next market drop will hit when we will have volatility here in 2023 we do not know when that will happen so with that in mind philip that's not really something that we have an actual calendar deadline for but when do you suggest getting a review of your risk done so that way you are prepared for whenever something happens with the markets here in 2023 I think folks need to start that process probably at least five years before they're going to retire. Yeah. Because you don't done. want to get blindsided the year before you're going to retire. And all of a sudden we see a major decline in the market. Now your 401k is down 25, 30. I talked to somebody this last year, they're down like 35, 40%. Oh my goodness. You know, you don't want to be that person and think, oh, I was going to retire. Now I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to be that person. So let's don't be there. Let's make sure that we sit down with somebody sooner rather than later to determine how much risk we need to have in our portfolio and make sure it lines up properly. So let's talk about when is it a good time to get that analysis and, and to get started on this, because this is a stat I've shared before on this show, Philip, nearly 70% of Americans are missing a written financial plan. And the reality is, if you don't have a plan, you tend to feel less confident about your future. That's so true. It is true. So what does that mean? When should we start? We should start no later than five years before. Mm -hmm. But folks, again, sooner, better than later, but don't let that deter you from starting. If you're going to retire in the next year or two, let's get together now. Let's don't wait till the day before you're going to retire or the week after you retire. I mean, we can do it then, but sooner is going to be better. Walk through our core retirement design where we will help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863 285-3815. Folks, let's get this year off to a great start. Let's put a plan in place. Let's know the direction we need to go, both financially and tax-wise. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 for our core retirement design. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? 
Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Philip, we used to think of retirement as the final stage of life, right? That's kind of how it was viewed for a long time. But it is not the finish line anymore. Really, the way we talk about this, it's the beginning of the next phase of life. And retirements today last so much longer. It actually unfolds in stages. This is something that you start to see. And Philip, sometimes I've heard these described as when we look at these different stages, you break them down into the the go-go years, which are the the more active years, the slow-go years, a little later on into retirement, and then finally the don't-want-to-go years toward the end of your (laughs) retirement. Tell me, how how do you describe this to your clients? Is that kind of how you explain it? Well, I do, because you think about it, and and uh, those three segments uh, of retirement, I think, really are pretty descriptive, right? As I have been in this business long enough to know that um, I've seen it, right? I've, I've seen my clients go through these three stages, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is we didn't call this that, uh, you know, 30 years ago. We, we didn't call it these three stages, but it makes total sense, right? So the go-go years, hey, you just retired, you're excited. You know, you've got the the bucket list of things that you want to accomplish and you're going to go, go, go. Right. And 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 hit those things and get them done. And I, and I tell people, look, that's pretty much going to be about 10 years, you know, 10, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little shorter. But but we look at that as being the first 10 years of retirement. You may spend more money uh, because you're going to be going a lot. Um, and so we take those things into consideration. The slow go years are going to be that next, uh, I'm going to say the next 10 years, right? That, that second 10 years of retirement, because now you've, you've pretty much checked everything off your bucket list. Now is I'm going to go see the grandkids. I'm going to go to the special events. Maybe I'm going to take a cruise, you know, once a year, but I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to go as much. I want to be home. Uh, and, and so that's, uh, that's the kind of the slow go years. Now the, now, you said the don't want to go years. Right. A lot of times we call them the no-go years. Right? Uh-huh. We just don't want to go. We just don't want to leave the house. And it's funny. I, I tell my clients a story. I, I had a, a client that um, I used to always give him a hard time. Why aren't you going? Why aren't you you know getting out there? He had a nice portfolio. He could. He he had the funds to do all the things he wanted to do. But he was. I don't. Know, I think he was probably in his early to mid eighties. He said, "Philip," he says happy just to sit at home hmm. i got my wood shop i can go out there and play in the wood shop but do you know what it takes for me to go i got this whole pharmaceutical thing i gotta pack up yep. i got all this other right. stuff i gotta pack up it's a job and i don't want to go anymore and so i think that when when i relay that to people those no-go years that's it you know i don't i'm, I'm comfortable in my home i don't want to go anywhere so it took me a little while to get that, but uh, but it's finally kind of sunk in a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> finally, finally sunk <laughs> in with you. You know, I, I think that's a really good point. And and sometimes our our preferences and just what we want to do, it, it's going to change over time. Um, so so we need to recognize that it won't always be exactly the way it is at the beginning. But when we're looking back at those go go years, Philip, let's let's go back to the beginning here. The first stage of retirement. This is where we're probably wanting to do all those fun things that we've been daydreaming about while we've been at work for decades. Exactly. How important, right? How important is it to know how you're going to spend that time and, and prepare for that financially before you actually retire? It's important that people understand that they, they need to know kind of what their plans are, what's on their bucket list. What are they doing that first year or two? And then what's their plans going forward? I, I don't expect they'd have 10 years really planned out. That would be kind of unrealistic. Sure. But hey, the first two to four years, I might would say, okay, look, what is your, do you have a big trip planned every year type of thing? You know, what's, what are we looking at? What's our budget going to be for those type of things? Um, Those are what we need to know so that we can put together the right uh, income plan 
to make sure it matches up with what you're going to be doing in retirement. And it is a big transition when you think about that, Philip, when you go from working every day to doing whatever you want, you know, I think from a spending habits and spending patterns, what I spend on Saturday versus what I spend during the week, not not that I can't find a way to get on Amazon sometimes during the week and still spend a little, but, you know, the, the going out to eat and the shopping and the doing the fun stuff that costs more money, that all happens on Saturday for me. And when you get to retirement, every day is Saturday. So how do we adjust for that and make sure that we don't go too crazy and start spending everything down too quickly? Well, you're right. That's uh, That is a big deal. Um, and, and I tell people, look, we are here, not just as your financial advisor, but really we're your retirement coach, right? We've been through this with a lot of different folks. We understand what what has to happen. And we understand what people go through when it comes to retirement. And we try to help them pre-plan, right? What are you going to do? What charities, you know, what what's important to you? What do you want to get involved in? Because you don't want to sit at home. You can only fish so many days a week. <laughs> you can only play golf so many days a week. There's only so much you can do. And so um, we want to make sure we've got other endeavors to help keep us busy. So we're so every day is not a Saturday, Jen. So we're not right. out there, you know, spending, 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 because that will be a detriment to your retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen and that's why it really comes down to, um, you know, that income planning and planning out what you're going to do in your retirement. Look, if you want somebody that's going to be more than just your financial advisor, you want a retirement coach that's going to be there to help you through the whole process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That number is 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I'm Jen Rezac alongside. Talk a little bit about the slow-go years. What what should we expect there? Again, this is after, you know, we're, we're into retirement for a little bit. Maybe we've slowed down a little bit on the travel and some of the big, big bucket list items. What's going on during what you would call or describe as the slow-go years? So the slow go years are just like they say, we're going to slow down some. We may not be going all the time. You know, I mean, I know some retirees, as soon as they retire, they're they're gone every month. They've got a trip or something. So the slow go years, we're going to slow down a little bit. You know, maybe twice a year we take a decent sized trip. Um, you know, we, we definitely go see the grandkids and family and that type of thing. But but we're not going, going, going. Um, you know, and here in Florida, it may be that I'm gone actually three months out of the year, right? Because it's summertime here. They're going to go up where it's cooler and, mm-hmm. and then come back down. So, so, you know, that plays into it as well as we're, what we're looking at too, as far as slowing down. Yeah, that, that's a good thing to think about. Is this the second stage where maybe healthcare costs and health costs are, are a little bit more of a concern? And, and what do we need to know there as far as preparing for some of those healthcare costs down the road? Well, I think definitely that second phase, that slow go years, we, we definitely see more healthcare issues start to develop. You know, because now we're what, 75 to 85, probably, maybe even you know, later 70s. Um, and so it does. I mean, our health obviously starts to become a, a, an issue. Um, and so we know that we've got a plan for those additional health care costs as well when we start looking at our income planning. Philip, talk a little bit about with long-term care and that type of thing. You might not actually need that in this second stage of retirement, but is now a good time if you're in those kind of slow-go years? Or, or when is a good time to start planning ahead for long-term care, I guess I should ask? Well, I, I don't think there's a bad time to start um, other than you're knocking on the door to get in. You know, that's, right. that's not right. a good that's time to start, right? right? Um, we need to start ahead of time. I would encourage people to start looking even maybe while they're still working, right? Investigate long-term care insurance. What does that cost? What is it? How is it going to help you? Is it something you need? You know, what's your family history look like? Um, there's multiple ways to plan for long-term care issues. 
um, and, and let's make certain that we understand that long-term care is different than health care, right? We're all going to get older. We're all going to have more health issues as we get older. Some of us may never need long-term care. Uh, you know, long-term care is where we have to go into assisted living because we need help or we end up in a nursing home. And so I, I tell my clients, look, there are ways out there to do some planning. They may not be fun. They may not be cheap. But there's always a way to do some planning as long as we're not knocking on the door. And, and so I think that's what we need to stay cognizant of and, and make sure that we know in our heads and on paper, if we need long-term care, what is our plan of action? So, so let's talk a little bit about that, Philip, as far as your process for helping people analyze not only their income needs, um, but also some of the solutions, some of the strategies they might think about for things like health care costs and long-term care down the road. Talk a little bit about your process for bringing all of this together. Well, it's a discussion that as we, um, it's really a discussion through our review process. And when we review uh, sit down with folks and, and, and go through our, our annual and semi-annual review process, you know, we start talking about, okay, you know, if we need long-term care, you know, what do you want to, first, what do they want to have happen? You know, what does that look like for them? Nobody wants it, right? And then we start talking about what those alternatives are, what those alternatives cost, and what's the best way to proceed. And, uh, and, and we talk about the different ways that are out there. And, and you know, there's insurance where a lot of time it's too expensive and too late. There's annuities. There's life insurance contracts that have different riders that make it somewhat flexible to be able to use those as long-term care alternatives. And there's obviously Medicaid planning in that area. So, so there's avenues out there. You just have to have a coach that can coach you through them. That's the bottom line. And that's what we want to be here at Statler Financial is we want to be your retirement coach. That's why we developed the core retirement design, help you design the retirement and then coach you through the whole process. Give us a call, 863-285-3815. I'd love to spend 30 minutes on the phone with you to make sure you're going the right direction for the retirement you always dreamed of. That number again is 863 285 3815. Don't procrastinate because your retirement is at hand. That number one more time is 863-285-3815. You know, retirement might be the finish line for one phase of life, but it's the starting line of another. And if you want to make sure you leave enough in the tank to make it all the way through to the end, stay with us as we keep talking about the different stages of your retirement and some of the strategies to help you make sure your income will last. We'll be back in just a moment. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. And Philip, we've been talking today about the different stages of retirement. It's just important for people to recognize that retirement, it just does not look the same way that it did before. They can last two or three decades, so it helps to break it down into stages when you're planning. And we have called these the go-go years, those early 
active years of retirement, the slow go years where you're still in good shape, you're still active, but maybe not going living to the pace that you were when you first retired. And then for this last phase, it's really important to plan ahead because you need to ensure your money will last through your entire retirement. And this is the the no-go or the, the don't-want-to-go go type of years toward the end. Tell me what's happening at this point in your retirement. You know, in those no-go years, you've done the things you want to do. You've checked off the buckets. And, and it's like I said earlier, it's one of those things that, hey, I have lived my life. I've done the things I want to do. Now it's more of a hassle for me to pack up and go visit than it is for me to stay home in, in more ways than one. And I'm starting hmm. to find this out a little bit myself, <laughs> right? So it's not the packing that gets me. It's the schedule change, right? Because you, you your whole schedule changes when you travel. And so, so I think that's been a big deal is that people don't do as much. So they don't, they don't spend as much because they're not going on trips. Now, the healthcare is still a big issue because now more than in the slow go years, health becomes more more of an issue. So if, if in those slow go years, we were really pretty healthy, then maybe in those no go years, our health starts to dwindle some. And so that may be that our healthcare spending ends up going up a little bit in those no go years. Typically, what we see is that, you know, those no-go years, people are definitely slowing down. They're staying home more. And there's a possibility that long-term care becomes a, a, something we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can't take care of ourselves at home anymore. We need to look at long-term care. So those are all things that can pop up in those no-go years. And because decisions in retirement don't just affect you and your spouse, when, when you were, we're talking about getting into those later years, you're talking about things like legacy. Um, talk about the kind of family discussions should be happening about things like long-term care and end-of-life decisions. I know those things, Philip, aren't the most fun to talk about, but it seems really important to make sure we're not overlooking some of those conversations. It is very important, Jen, and, and you're right. It is a hard conversation to have because I sit down with folks and they, they their first thing's kind of their mouth is, I don't want to go to a nursing home. Right. And, 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 I, and I understand. I, I really do. But if you've never walked through some of those shoes of trying to take care of somebody at home, it is not an easy task. Right. And now we're getting kind of outside of the financial realm, right? We're looking at somebody's personal life and the decisions they need to make, right? Nobody wants to go into a nursing home, but we have to look at it. And, and I say this from my heart because I've walked through it three times, right? With three different family members, myself, not, not including clients. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy decision, but you have to think about not just the individual, but you got to think of the spouse and other family members. Yep. And so it's a discussion that needs to be had and it needs to be had from an, I want to say an unselfish standpoint, Mm -hmm. right? Because we, even as adult children say, well, I don't want to put my parents in a assisted living. I don't put my parents in a, in a nursing home. I understand. But if your spouse, your, 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 your mom, who's taking care of your dad, is having issues, is she actually helping or hurting the situation? You know, there's a lot of things you have to walk through. And that's why really we call ourselves retirement coaches because we deal with more than just the financial aspect when it comes to these type of things, Jen. Yeah. And that, gosh, that's such a good point. And there are so many difficult decisions. I I feel like everybody, Philip, of course, they always want to do uh, the do right by their family and do what makes the most sense. But sometimes it's hard to know what what that is. So that's why it's important to, to get that guidance. The other thing that is such a big unknown, Philip, we don't know how long we'll actually live in retirement. We we don't know if this will be something where you need long-term care for a very long time or you'll need some some sort of help at home or assisted living. I mean, we just don't know those things. So how can we help ensure our money will last even if we do end up living a very long time? You're right, Jen. You don't. And so that's where income planning comes mm-hmm. into play. Having that written retirement income plan in place 
allows you to, to see on paper from a conservative approach, at least we use a very conservative approach, that the money you have based on your spending now with some bumps for inflation over your lifetime is going to last you past age 100. I mean, mathematically, there it is. Now, will it always work? Not necessarily, right? Because we don't know what inflation will be. I mean, who expected inflation to be over 9%? Oh, gosh, right, right. When, it's, when we've run 10 years at, at, you know, less than two and a half. So, so yeah, is it is it perfect? No. But you know that most likely that you've got the money to live to 100 and with some cushion left at the end, right? We don't we don't run it out. So hey, look if you if you live past a hundred, you're you're just out of luck. You're done. No, right? mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna make sure there's there's a lump sum there at age one hundred for your beneficiaries, and that also takes into consideration if we have to spend more money in certain years. If we've got it at the end of age one hundred, we know we've got it to spend throughout the our lifetime. So that's the deal, and it really comes down to Jen. And I, and I feel like a broken record sometimes, right? It comes down to putting together that plan, the, the thing that nobody likes to sit down and do. Having that written retirement income plan allows you that certainty of knowing that your money is going to last as long as you do. That's the key. Folks, don't go into retirement without that written retirement income plan. Give us a call right now to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. That's 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. I am Jen Rizak alongside that number again, 863 863- Two eight five thirty eight fifteen, Philip. As we talk a little bit about these different stages of retirement, recognizing just how long retirement could potentially last in some cases, what do you think? Does it ha- talk about how this helps people understand the need for that comprehensive plan for their own retirement future. I hope. I hope it helps them understand. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's the it's the glue that glues everything together. You know, if you if you haven't planned, then how do you know what's going to happen? Right? We we don't. You know, I was I don't know. I always watch movies. I watch a movie that day. You know, if if you you know if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I mean, that's an old adage that we hear all the time, and and it can't be so much more true than when we're talking about retirement planning. And making sure that we've got that income plan in place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you can't. Well, let's talk about a couple of things. One, talk about when you're helping people with this plan, how we build that budget designed to get the to have the freedom for us to spend the money we want to now in those early years where we're active. And then, but still be confident enough that there will be money left over for expenses, including things like health care and long-term care later on. I mean, that that's what I think people are really interested in. You you had to do that, didn't you? You had did. to. You I just did. had to go there. Had to bring you had that to word bring up. up that uh-huh. B word. I did. That's right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's nobody's favorite word, right? So, so it's it's actually being the sounding board and helping people realize what expenses they're going to have in retirement. You know, understanding that they're still going to do things in retirement. It's not like they're going to sit at home and twiddle their thumbs and not spend money. And so it's really a process of reminding them of what are they going to be spending money on in retirement? How many trips, you know, how many cruises are they going to take? What kinds of things are they going to want to do? Where do their grandkids live and what's it going to take to go visit them? Those are the questions, and that's what it takes to put together that 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 budget that they're going to need in terms of of spending money. I mean, it's easy to say, "Well, I make this now, so we'll just use half of it." Hmm. Well, is that really the right number? Right. We don't know until we sit down and put pencil to paper and determine what that budget really looks like. And so, we help people walk through that process of developing reminding them about the different expenses that they may have that they forget about because they may only pay them once a year. Those are things that we have to do when we're starting to try to build that income plan. 
And and finally, as we talk about this, and you, you talk about the importance of having that income plan, you can't create a plan and then send somebody into retirement for 30 years, just wishing the best and send them on their way and just hope it all works out, right? You're, you're going to still work with them to make adjustments once they've actually gotten into retirement. How often do you sit down with clients and revisit those plans and then make adjustments where needed when you have a year where all of a sudden inflation's a big deal and it hadn't been for, for years, that type of thing? Good question, Jen. So, so typically, we're going to meet with our clients at a minimum once a year. Um, sometimes because of circumstances, we meet two or three times. Uh, it, it just depends on the client and what their needs are. But we're going to sit down with our clients at least once a year to make sure that we are on track and that we don't need to course correct because of what's going on in the economy or the markets or healthcare. I mean, you know, we don't ever know when we sit down with somebody and check in what may be going on. And so they may be having a health issue that we, we've got to help them walk through. Those are the things that we're here to help coach them through. And that's why we want to see them at least once a year, if not two or three times a year, to make sure that we are on the right path to the retirement they always dreamed of. Folks, and all of this that we talk about is exactly why we created the core retirement design. We want to be able to help people through the retirement process. So our core retirement design helps you look at where you are today from a risk perspective, from an income perspective, and make sure that your uh, portfolio is established with your risk optimization in mind. Give us a call now at 863-285-3815 to walk through our core retirement design that's 863-285-3815. Don't procrastinate. It's easy to put it off until it's too late. But you know what? It's never too late to get started on your retirement plan. Give us a call today, 863-285-3815. Love to speak with you about your retirement plan. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We'll get some more insights on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting a fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a... 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Sounds like the mailman's here. It's time to answer questions from the Statler Financial Mailbag. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services right here in Sebring. Every week he gets questions about all things retirement. So we're going to take a little time here in this part of the show, open up our Statler Financial Mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. So, Philip, our first question is from Jill, and Jill writes that she and her husband are getting a divorce after being married for almost 30 years. She's been working outside of the home for the last five years, so she's got some work friends and, and a little income of her own, but she feels like she's just starting over, and she doesn't even know the questions to ask first. She wants to know some of the things she should think about now that she's planning for her own future. 
Well, that's a tough question, Jill. Yeah. You know, you need to know, number one, if you're working, if you have a 401k plan, then we need to be making sure that we're making some contributions to that 401k plan. Now, obviously, I'm not an attorney, but an area that you need to at least ask your attorney about is if your spouse has some retirement accounts, can you have access to some of that? right? Can you roll some of that into your IRA? Um, That's an area because that may be after 30 years of marriage, that may be one of the bigger financial assets that you have is going to be his retirement accounts. So we want to look at that and see if there might be something there that you can grasp and, and, and at least help you get started in the right direction and have some assets there to fall back on. But again, if you have a 401k, let's make sure that we're contributing at least enough to get the full match on that part. Um, if there's not a 401k, you know, try to develop some kind of savings plan where you're putting money into a Roth IRA because you'd rather pay the tax now in the low tax environment we're in versus later when we may be in a higher tax environment. Um, those are probably a couple of things that I would look at right now. Good questions there, Jill. And that that really has become uh, more of an issue that retirement planners like you are dealing with now. I I know um, those divorce rates among uh, people who are getting close to retirement and who are in retirement has really gone up. And there's some big financial ramifications. So just, um, (laughs) Jill, you're certainly not the only one who's going through this. So those are some good questions there. Our next question is from Mark, and he and his wife have started having some serious discussions about what they want to do in retirement. Mark has had to travel for work for years, so he wants some peace and quiet, and he wants to go fishing. But his wife stayed home to raise their two boys. She's been telling all her friends about all the places that they're going to go once they retire. So they have some different ideas here. Mark says he's done traveling for good, but doesn't know how to tell her. So now what? So how do we uh, how do we make everybody happy here, Philip? This is a tough situation. I didn't know that I was going into the marriage council. <laughs> it, it's kind of where you are sometimes, right? Oh gosh, it, it is, and 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 I I can understand both sides. Um, and so I I think that there needs to be a discussion, right? We need to sit down and and have that discussion about what we expect, and so maybe. It's it's not all or nothing, right? So maybe we we travel together once a year, mm-hmm. and and maybe the rest of the time, you know, she goes ahead and kind of sets up some of the things she wants to do, and he can stay at home and golf or piddle in the yard or whatever he's wants to do in retirement. And who knows, you know, a couple of years of doing that, and and he may get on that train of okay, I'm ready to travel again and right. do some other stuff. Right. But yeah, I think it's having that conversation of, of um, what can we do together and then what, what do we need to not do together? Just got to have those money conversations for, for do we have the money for her to do some of these trips and then he's got the money for his hobbies and then they can switch that up down the road if they need to, right? Yep, it's, uh, it's all about compromise. Compromise and keep those planning conversations going because we might change our minds here one of these days. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next question is from Paul. He wants to know the best kind of annuity to buy. Paul says he doesn't want a bunch of stuff. He just wants one simple place to keep his money. Paul, I'd love to say here's a simple answer. Unfortunately, your question doesn't allow a simple answer. Hmm. Um, There's a lot of different annuities out there. There's not a best annuity, okay? There, it's all based on your circumstances, your situation. I will say this though, you don't want to put all your money into an annuity. That I do know. You know, it's some, there's some planning that needs to be done there, Paul. And and so it's sitting down uh, with us or another financial advisor and, and really and truly looking at where you are and what you want your money to do for you uh, going forward. Whether that means we need additional income, we can put together an income plan, or, or whether we don't really need any more income, we just need some fun money and, and stuff like that to budget for the fun stuff we want to do in retirement. You know, those are all things that we can address, but there's not one best annuity to go buy. Um, it all depends on your circumstances. Don't let anybody tell you that there's this one great annuity that's, that's the best annuity out there because it all depends on you, your circumstances, and what you're trying to accomplish. 
Uh, let's do one more question here. This last one comes from Barb. Another tough relationship situation. Barb says, my mother just died and now I feel like all her family does is argue over what to do with her house and who will be in charge of what. My siblings and I are in our 60s, but it feels like we're kids again. I don't know if you can help us with our arguments, but can you please just tell people why it's so important to take care of these decisions ahead of time? Gosh, that's a tough, <laughs> tough thing to be in. But she's right. We got to take care of this stuff ahead of time, right? We do. And so so there's a couple things here, right? So if mom died without a will, that's a problem, right? And so courts are really going to be in charge of how things are then divided up. Mm-hmm. Um, if mom died with a will, the will is going to specify the things she's asking about. Who's in charge? Well, the will is going to say who's in charge. The will is going to say, here's how everything gets divided. Um, So not having that in place can be problematic for the family. And so you don't want to put your family in that situation. You want to at least have a will in place. You want to at least have a power of attorney in place so that somebody can take care of you if you can't take care of yourself. Um, You know, if you're if you have enough assets and you're in a position, maybe you need a trust. I, I don't know without looking at your situation. Not everybody needs a trust. More people have a trust and really need one from what I've seen, but there are advantages to having a trust. There could be some advantages of not having a trust Hmm. depending on on your circumstances. And so that's one of those things that is very dependent upon where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. You're in a, in a rough spot here because uh, you got siblings all scrabbling over stuff and, and that's not good. You know, mom died and and now we're fighting over everything. Um, So, it's better folks listen if you don't have a will in place or you haven't attached beneficiaries to your assets you know that's why they create TOD transfer on death or POD pay on death so that you can you can don't have to worry about this kind of stuff it's taken care of you've done it ahead of time so those are some areas i think that that you could look at obviously it's too late for you but uh, but a heads up to folks out there that right. hey Take care of your stuff now so that your kids don't fight over it later. So, Philip, I think that the big message for a lot of people here is just get that planning done. So tell us how we can get in touch with somebody like you to get started on identifying what all the weak spots are and what's going on with our money, what's missing, and how do we get everything in place so we don't leave a mess for our kids. Absolutely, Jim. They can give us a call. I mean, that's what something we do all the time for folks is, is walk them through that process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. It's 863-285-3815. Or, Jim, they can go to my website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link to my calendar right there. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. That's all the time we have for this week. But be sure to tune in again next time for more insights from Philip. We'll talk to you then. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.